Hello and welcome to the Form of Fitness podcast, a podcast where I, Nathan Shanes, and my co-host Duncan Bryson will be breaking down the world of fitness into bite-sized pieces of information, such as exercise philosophies, routines, and more. We're glad you're along for the journey. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Form of Fitness podcast. This is episode 12. I'm joined by Duncan again. and Today, we're going to talk about isometric concentric and eccentric movements, all of which are um, useful in different circumstances. And um, they kind of play out a little bit differently. You're probably well-versed in concentric movement, but the other two are very important. And uh, how do you guys use those in CrossFit? Okay. So isometric movements are probably some of the least frequently used, but most hated uh, in CrossFit. And that's just because we're kind of this philosophy of constantly moving. Right. Um, so those isometric holds oftentimes look in the form of like holding onto um, a gymnastics bar and hanging. There's a lot of dead hanging or even active hanging um, that occurs. There's uh, some wall sits that happen and then hollow holds on the ground also, yep. um, mainly focusing on trying to strengthen that core and strengthen like being able to hold. Um, yeah like a tense position but other than that we don't really do a lot of isometric holds um and then eccentric we do for the purposes of getting to a movement and getting into yeah. being able to almost strengthen where you are like if you can only do one pull up the recommendation is do a pull up hold at the top for 10 to 15 seconds and then slowly drop back down yeah um we time our squats sometimes we time mm-hmm. our bench presses sometimes we time our deadlifts less frequently but all that just looks like you know a slow descent of like three or four seconds up three to four seconds um and making sure that you're hitting every point correctly during the lift but also increasing that time under tension yep okay so to divide these up you i mean there's a component where you can add all of these to a normal lift a concentric movement is the movement you're probably thinking of when you're thinking of the lift. In the case of bench press, it's the portion between you pushing the weight off of your chest and up towards the extended arm position. With your deadlift, it's from the ground up to the standing position. And with your squat, it's your from the squatted position to the standing position again. And concentric is the most commonly used, but a lot of times people neglect those other two when trying to work up Um, concentric movement, you can do slow concentric movement, which is very good for, you know, building up control over the weight that you are managing. But concentric movement tends to get hit home a lot by most plans, most workout sessions, because that really is the goal. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're talking about powerlifting, they don't measure the weight going down. They measure the weight coming up, (laughs) you know, so. uh, You drop that puppy. Right. It's the same with Olympic lifting. They, you know, they measure the weight that gets to the top, you know, not the weight that, you know, you can, that you decelerate down, (laughs) you know, it's just, um, and so that's the scoring part, but these other two portions are very important. Isometric holds are really good for essentially when you want to throw them in, you can add it as like a way to increase the amount of, uh, time under tension in emotion. So I do it a lot with, um, something like curls, dumbbell curls. Mm -hmm. You can make really good use of one arm doing a 
isometric hold at 50% and then doing a rep isometric hold swap arms. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're essentially getting about an extra second and a half to two seconds of time under tension per arm per rep, which over time is going to pay off in large sums with your uh, ability to tense your muscle. Um, when you're talking about, you know, tearing your muscle to grow more muscle, it's that's there. And um, you're going to realize how much a weight really is. When you do an isometric hold, you are very aware of how much something actually weighs because the amount of time you'll be holding that thing is going to kill you. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to really burn. Like you probably get, it's probably the second worst burn you can get in your muscle is from isometric holds. And then the other one that's going to burn the most is good quality eccentrics. So I like doing eccentrics on squats. Um, I do it a lot to go down and then like really, really slow into that really low depth squat to really stretch all the joints, control the weight, contract the abs, keep a good solid position, and then press back through the movement um, to really just hammer home every muscle that you're using because it is a compound movement and you're taking advantage in every position as you move downward. So, and the eccentric is the part of the motion that um, it tends to like in the case of some movements, it's going to be the first thing you do in the case of other movements, it's going to be the last thing you do. So with bench press, it's the first thing you do because it's as it approaches your chest squat, it's as you go down and deadlift, it's as you go down as well. Mm -hmm. But with deadlift, you can cut out the eccentric part <laughs> by dropping the bar. <laughs> so, yeah. and eccentric movements, a lot of the time are really easily incorporated into whatever workout mm -hmm. you're doing. Because it's oftentimes the thing that you skip while getting to your concentric motion or while finishing up with your concentric motion. Um, it's like if you often drop the bar after doing a deadlift, just hold on to the bar and let and guide it back to the ground, you know, in a controlled mm -hmm. fashion. All of a sudden, you're doing eccentric movements in your workout. There is something to be said about safety. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why people don't do eccentric movements on like a – strength powerlifting competition is because trying to go back down with control with a deadlift that's like over let's say over 225 pounds if you don't do that perfectly you're going to screw up your back yeah like it's just how that mechanic how those mechanics work in your body and so a lot of the time you do have to kind of have your thinking cap on and understand that if you're going to work on eccentric, you might need to lower the weight a bit just so mm -hmm. that you're not risking severe damage to your body. Yeah. And when you're focusing on isometrics as well, you're going to want to do probably even lower weight than you would for an eccentric. That depends on how long you're holding. So mm -hmm. with isometrics, you can play with any amount of time that you want to do a hold. Like I've done isometric hold lateral raises. Uh, I tend to do them kind of frequently as like a lightweight stretch on my shoulder uh, without, you know, hurting it and making sure that my form is good. Um, I will do that and then take, uh, full advantage of being able to use that weight. And so I might do an isometric hold for those lateral raises right at the beginning of the set and then proceed to go through doing concentric motion. Or I might, uh, depending on the day I'll do eccentric motion as the focus for that exercise where I'm going really fast up to the top and just kind of 
just kind of getting the weight to where it needs to be and then slow and controlled down. Mm -hmm. And it just depends on what I'm focusing on my muscle being able to do. Because not only are your muscles built to accelerate things, they're meant to decelerate things, which is really important. Um, so like as you move down on a squat, your thighs, every part of your leg is assisting in the deceleration of that weight because, you know, it's just like the force of gravity is pulling it towards the floor and you are slowing it down the whole way. Now, however slow you decide to slow that down to and, you know, just approach the floor at whatever speed you choose determines how long you will be doing that for. And I can tell you right now, people that have never done eccentric focused uh, exercises like that, when they do do them, and even if they're really good at concentrics, it is a very, very different burn um, because it's about a 50% mental game. It's the ability to say, because it's the part of the motion where it's like, you could just skip it. I mean, yeah. with squats, you can just drop with bench. I mean, you could just, just straight down to the position you're used to. And everyone's like, you try to get the eccentric part over when you're focusing on concentric movement, because um, what you're doing is you're just, that's just you setting up for the motion. Whereas in the eccentric part of it, you are playing the mental game of going through the motion of doing the part of the exercise you don't actually have to do. And so. also if we're focusing on doing eccentric motions, oftentimes you're, it's forcing you to not cheat on yeah. your concentric motions. Cause basically in weightlifting, we do a lot of sanctioned cheating. Yeah. You know, um, mm -hmm. I think of the bro bounce on the bench press. The bro bounce on the bench um, press. Every time you let that bar just kind of slam into the ground on the deadlift and then you immediately start picking it back up. Mm -hmm. Like you're it's using a little a, bit of cheating, some, you know, you're using some force there. Right. Every action has an opposite and equal reaction. When that bar hits the ground, you're picking it up with the help of gravity. Right. Um, you're just using kinetic friction <laughs> as opposed to static friction. Yeah. It's easier. So during all this, like, you know, understand that what, you might be doing with an eccentric motion is going to force mm -hmm. your concentric even to be a little harder. Yep. Um, oftentimes with lifts, I encounter like a three, one, three, uh, pattern, which is just three seconds to go down one second hold and three seconds to go up. And that really gets you mindful of making sure that everything's going right, but it's also building that strength. Right. And if you're focusing on, you know, I got to hit this position and this position and this position, and you're counting that one, two, three, the pain is not as bad. The mental yeah. anguish is not as bad because you're not just thinking, fuck, this hurts, fuck, this hurts, fuck, this hurts. <laughs> you have other stuff that's kind of occupying your brain. Yeah. Um, one thing that is kind of common as far as knowing what these pauses are like is people do pause rep bench, right? It's what power lifters do in meets. Uh, they are told, you know, you can get the, get the weight off. All right, go right. Mm -hmm. Come down. And then they got to pause it for a second. Right. And then they get told up and it's the same thing with squats. It's down up. And then they inform you, you can re-rack, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. They're trying to make sure that that weight and that rep is clean. So that's why people will lift more you know, during their normal, like high one rep max set at the gym than they will during that powerlifting meet, because during that powerlifting meet, they are checked yeah. fully on their capability to, from the bottom of that position to the top of it, 
to move that weight. And you can do this and train for this. People will train for this doing pause rep squats, pause rep bench. Deadlift kind of gets the, you know, you don't need to because yeah. it's from the floor and up, you know. Yeah. So the concentric is the first part of that move motion. And the eccentric is, again, skipped. Mm-hmm. You know, you just drop the weight. Um, so as far as the deadlift benefiting from this one, it doesn't benefit as much. Um, you functionally for your own fitness will benefit a good good bit from being able to manage weight. Because that in a lot of way is what you are trying to do by becoming more fit is your ability to control and manipulate weight. And you want that to be applied to other facets of your life. You know, in the case of if, you know, a FedEx worker works out, they want to be able to manipulate the weight of boxes all day consistently and then, you know, not be extremely fatigued from it. So they might would benefit from, you know, decelerating. Uh, you know, a bench or yeah. a deadlift. I mean, you know, I, so. I kind of yell at my FedEx worker if he drops my TV on the porch because he picked it up perfectly. Right. Um, and something else that I've been thinking about ever since you asked me about like isometrics and CrossFit is we often use isometrics almost as a deceiving act of recovery. Because <laughs> yeah. um, like I remember there was one workout where it was like, you're going to run. Uh, up a hill and back with a weight on your shoulder and then your partner's going to hang from the bar. <laughs> um, hanging from the bar was worse than that run because it's kind of hard to breathe while hanging from the bar. But there's other positions that you can be in that makes breathing a lot easier. Mm-hmm. And isometrics is one of those beautiful things that they don't really get you winded. So if you're doing something that that's you the, have to worry about, about it. breath control, yeah, you know, coming in, doing the isometric, the isometric is going to punish you if you are not controlled in your breathing, but it doesn't get you winded. So oftentimes it, you can use that as a way to help you re-control your breath, regain your breath, regain that cadence that you need, and then you're off to the races doing something else. Yeah, because you have to focus on it. You're not, you're not expending and intaking that breath quickly like you would on a run or during um, some quick reps of any workout because you're just you're just kind of standing there, right? And it's like your body's weight is just kind of under tension. So you just need to focus on the breath. And that's one thing that I guess I really hadn't considered about it, but it is very true. It's really noticeable if you've ever done it, that like you don't end up just exhausted winded from a purely isometric exercise, which is why I tend to include it with other things because then it burns (laughs) so bad. But it's a good burn. It's that workout burn that really makes you feel like you're hitting your muscles really well and you're hitting in the right spot because that is one thing that a you know a good burn will tell you is that you are hitting the right muscle. You know, not a pain, but you know the the muscular burn. And ideally, you know, you're holding that position for like 20 seconds to a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you want it to suck. You want it yeah. to suck. Like today you're doing gun holds, which is basically just hold your dumbbell almost in that curl position, yep. you know, shoulders tight. And like, I had to do 10 pound weights. I had to do 10 pound weights for that BS. And it was for one minute? For a minute. Yeah. It sucked. Really? <laughs> it was not fun. Um, you know, going 30 seconds in, uh, you, you feel good. And then yeah. you look up at the clock and you're like, why is a second going by so slow? Um, and that's another thing. It's like, it's such a mental game. You really have to figure out how to make that time pass. Yeah. Um, 
and how to manage your your own like body and physicality yeah. for me i love when there's other people in the gym that are doing the same thing because then it's like i gotta hold on until he drops it right <laughs> um but find whatever you need to hold on to that weight because the longer yeah. you hold on to it the more benefit you'll get yeah if you want to see the king of isometric holds there's uh if you look up online i got what they call it the pillar hold have you ever seen it? It's no. strongman competition. They stand you between two pillars okay. with your arms extended outward, okay. like essentially pulling you apart at the center. And the two poles are like they'll set set them at the beginning um, in the upright position. Once you've got the handles, they push those things outward. So and is it like an iron cross? You're, yeah, I would consider it like it's kind okay. of like that. But the thing is, is like the iron cross has a component where you're being pulled down. Yeah. This doesn't. You're just being pulled outward. <laughs> Interesting. And so the weight is like, it's hinged at the bottom of it. So it'll fall over. Oh. Right. And so it would rip you. Like there are certain people that could not handle that weight being pulled. But if you look it up, <sighs> Mark Felix, um, oh my God, bro. Watching him do that. He does it without making a face. <laughs> and he's just set the world record for it. Just. <laughs> <laughs> stands there plain face yeah that is one of the best parts about doing isometric holds is you learn a lot of body control and mental control mm-hmm. and you are a badass and you'll feel like a badass too yeah. if you do isometric holds without making a face because a lot of times you'll like grit your teeth and like squint and <clears throat> and just like like make faces because mm-hmm. it's like like this yeah. hurts yeah. like Stuff like that. But if you can do it plain face, warrior mentality right there. That's yeah. And a lot of calisthenic stuff mm-hmm. gets like that. Um, I mean, shit, they even know how to do it in a push-up. I yeah. mean, they'll, they'll stop you at, like, you ever done push-up holds where you just. Yeah. It, like, they'll, they'll, they'll throw you iron cross. They'll throw you in a flag. You know, a lot of calisthenic stuff gets like that. Um, and another just thing to think about is and this kind of goes along with isometric holds but like carrying weights wherever yeah, like you're carrying walk. with like farmers carry i like the yoke personally um i don't know what that is so yoke is basically like you're carrying a yoke on, across your shoulders oh, okay. yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the weights below you um but anything like that where you're kind of in the static position but you have to move you know that's just mm-hmm. increasing the variability but really working on you being able to move that weight and keep right. it stable um, I've been told that I make a beautiful face when I carry my like 600 pound yoke. I believe it. <laughs> um, but yeah, 600 pounds. Yeah. You can carry a lot with the yoke. Yeah. I, I'm cause, cause it's, I um, the way it's distributed. You, you're basically standing. So, yeah. so it's like how much you could hold on your back just standing with a squat bar. It's almost like how much you could deadlift about cause you really don't have to squat that much. You're just taking it from like almost a the power like almost a hip hinge position. Stand up, start walking. Right. Don't you can stop. deadlift six hundred pounds? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Sorry, I might have pushed six hundred. Probably didn't carry six hundred. Right. Those, That's a lot of weight. Those numbers. Pounds yeah, those numbers get like confused. <laughs> right. Because we don't use the yoke a lot. I think I definitely pushed six hundred. Yeah. Pushing those things is not fun. Because they're not, right. um, they're not made to be pushed. But such is the CrossFit life, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, all 
all three of those motions are really important to expanding yourself in fitness, right? Because a lot of them are good on your, like if you're having joint issues, doing eccentric movements can help you because it's going to force you to do a lighter weight. So it might be easier on your joint without, you know, without beating up your muscles too much, but it also might be what you need to get over a hump if you're trying to get a specific weight. And again, with the pull-up example, it could be used to unlock like these new movements. I know calisthenics does it a lot at the beginning. That's one of their big things is if you can't do the movement, we're going to do some either if you can do one of them or you if you can do the you know, the ass half of the exercise, we're going to do that and we're going to drill it until you can do the front half or you know, vice versa until you can sustainably do that exercise. And that's really a useful way to, you know, progress is because you understand what you're trying to get to and you understand how to get there. So you have anything else you want to add about that? Nope. All right. Well, with that being said, uh, hope you guys have enjoyed listening and we'll see you guys next time. See ya.